0: Even the best, most inviting of cities can feel a little oppressive at times. And while many will take a trip abroad to soothe their urban woes, sometimes all you need is a little slice of paradise within the city limits. You're listening to Tall Stories, a Monocle production brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist. I'm Andrew Tuck. In this episode, Jessica Bridger takes us to an urban oasis in the city-state of Singapore.
1: I love cities. In fact, I love them so much, I also hate them sometimes. As it turns out, there's a hotel for that dichotomy. And what a hotel it is. The Shangri-La Singapore. The one, the only, the original. The Shangri-La Singapore opened in 1971. The vision of businessman Robert Kwok, realized by an international team of Singaporean, Japanese, and Danish designers and architects, along with the Hawaiian landscape architect Raymond Kane. They created an urban resort set in five hectares of lush tropical jungle. The 25-story Tower Wing, an elegantly brutalist masterpiece, was the first building to open. This was followed by the Garden Wing in 1978 and the Valley Wing in 1985, all matching but designed by others. The ensemble is both incredibly urban in the middle of the garden city of Singapore and a refuge from the city, gated and secure. Singapore is a blue-green paradise with rivers, rain, and ample trees. And it is also an intensely urban island city-state, full of towers and frenetic international energy. It sits like a jewel in Southeast Asia, A gateway to so many things, from business to travel, and the latest ideas in urbanism. In many ways, it is an urbanist's paradise. But where is an urbanist, a world leader, a business mogul on the make, to go for a break from it all? Is that even possible in a city of 5.6 million people on about 734 square kilometers? At the Shangri-La, it is... You arrive in a taxi turning off Orange Grove Road, immediately flanked by vegetation. There's the sense that you're leaving the city and entering a kind of paradise, which it is, after all, named for. Shangri-La was a mythical, magical place invented by British author James Hilton in the 1930s. However, it was supposedly based on somewhere real— and ancient Tibetan myths, and some places today claim to be the original before the book, before the hotel. Choosing the name for the hotel chain surely popularized that idea that a Shangri-La is a place of paradise, and the Singapore Shangri-La does not disappoint. You are greeted as you emerge from your taxi by doormen in uniforms inspired by Tibetan warriors. They can get rather hot, one doorman later reveals, reminding you that this paradise is staffed by real people, for real people, everything with a personal touch. The architecture itself is gloriously fun concrete with a fanciful edge. Cast and poured and pure concrete doesn't have much of a reputation for indulgent fun and fantasy, but the Shangri-La is indeed that, a dreamy take on earnest yet aggressive concrete. Arched roof lines, rounded balconies, flowers everywhere. The three main buildings ring a tranquil pool and screen you from the city outside. Up in your room, on the 19th floor of the tower, things skew a particular tone of wood and white minimalism, and the view opens out over the city there's nothing like the view from a hideaway. It is easy on the 19th floor nearly anywhere in the world to survey your surroundings and feel satisfied. And at the Singapore Shangri-La, this satisfaction is expansive and relaxed. Hotel architecture is architecture for consumption. Architecture where you are essentially buying into it for a night or a week. Paradise, at any price, is paradise indeed.
0: Cool Stories is a monocle production from the team behind The Urbanist. This episode was written by Jessica Bridger and produced and edited by David Stevens. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to receive new episodes every week. I'm Andrew Tuck. Goodbye and thank you for listening, City Lovers.